Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi, this is Ralph Lawler. Welcome to the Love, the Jam podcast. What's up, everyone? It's the Love, the Jam the podcast. I'm Chapon coming to you with Justin. How you doing, Justin? I'm great. I'm great. Um, just saw the walk-off homer for the Dodgers, and Brandon Boston went off tonight. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, Justin. This is, of course, at LA Clippers Film, a frequent contributor to the pod, friend of the pod. Go follow him at LA Clippers Film, of course, on Twitter. Um, I am also doing well. You know, I, I can't, I can't sit here and lie and pretend like I'm a big Dodger guy. Uh, I, I'm not, but I'm happy for all my friends. I watched the end of that game too in the background, um, and it was a pretty glorious moment for a lot of people out there. And I'm, and I'm happy for the Dodgers. Well, also, Brandon, yeah. Brandon Boston hit that walk off home run. <laughs> Right in Boston, it is. Justin Turner okay. also. Okay. Uh, we're also here with Mike Jaglin, the Jaguar. What's up, Jag? Yeah. It's good to be, it's good to be back, guys. It's good yeah, to be been back. been a minute. It's, it's been a minute. It's been since that um, that game two uh, heartbreak in uh, Phoenix. I think wow. Was that was that the last one, Jag? That's a while ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that, that was a while ago. It actually wasn't a while ago. Did no, it wasn't. It? <laughs> it, it truly wasn't. And uh, the basketball oh. is back. The Clippers are playing basketball today, and they got blown out by the Kings. And what the score doesn't really matter. 113 to 98 against the Sacramento Kings. You know, um, the Kings essentially played their their regular season rotation in the second half of what was a 51-51 game when the Clippers were playing what looked like their regular season rotation. And then the Clippers went full third string, just kind of wanted to see what was going on in a second half that was highlighted by, of course, the aforementioned Brandon Boston Jr. It's funny on Twitter, I tweeted out after um, Brian Seaman and Jim Jackson did a thing on uh, our guy, Brandon Boston, and Justin was kind of trolling, saying, it's like, oh, boy, I hope this guy doesn't go two for 11. I'm going to blame it on you. He went two for 11, but it was in the third quarter on its own. <laughs> the guy was not bashful. He ended up with 20 points, managed to outscore the number of buckets he took, six for 19 from the field, led the Clippers more so, and led the Clippers in minutes as well. Um, 
played virtually every minute of that second half and uh, got his shots off 20 and seven on six for 19, two or five from three um, hit his first three and then hit his last three uh, to help close that you, game. You out. can't teach confidence. He's a, he's, he is a confident. He is a confident fellow for sure. We're going to talk a lot about Brandon Boston and uh, just for kicks, you know, the, the, the first, the regular season guys played some minutes in that first half looked pretty good out there for the most part. Um, Paul George had nine quick points. Reggie Jackson had nine as well. And uh, we saw some nice minutes from Terrence Mann. Luke Kennard was only four for 12, had nine points himself. Um, we could start really quickly with the, with the regular season rotation and, not the regular season rotation, but the rotation we saw out there, which felt very regular season-y to me. Um, Justin, how did you feel in that first half? Um, I was encouraged. Uh, I love the fact that um, we saw a little bit of what Eric Bledsoe could be for us. He was touching yeah. the paint a lot. He was collapsing the defense, getting to the front of the rim, um, creating plays for um, Zoo and creating plays for Reggie Jackson. Um, I love the fact that we saw Paul George get into get get his first um, taste of some preseason action and immediately was hoisting threes. So I'm hopeful that that is a sign of things to come as well. Yeah. Um, so like really those two things were like the things that kind of like popped out to me the most and, um, two things that I think could go a long way towards, um, the Clippers kind of like exceeding expectations a bit, because if Eric Bledsoe is going to be as dynamic as he's shown the last, the last couple of preseason games, if that's actually a real thing and we get that version of Eric Bledsoe, that kind of changes things a bit in my estimation, considering how well of a shooting team the Clippers project to be. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of that's kind of what I saw in that first half that was like pretty encouraging. Oh, and the fact that Terrence Mann was like incredibly aggressive. That that was that was that was something that um, made me think like, okay, this is the kind of guy that's going to be able to like maybe just from like a um, a mindset standpoint, um, a disposition standpoint. This is a guy that could carry a second unit for like some stretches as far as like creating some offense, getting to the rim, getting to the mid-range, getting on the glass. So Terrence, um, Terrence and more Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. I think those are also my lasting impressions from the regulars, from the regulars, essentially these first two games is boy, Eric Bledsoe loves to attack the paint. And two, Terrence Mann looks like he's ready for the next step. And I wasn't even so certain how quickly Terrence would go from that flash in the pan type of not flash in the pan, but the flashes role player we saw last year who could do it sometimes, but didn't seem so comfortable in the half court to this guy now who looks much more comfortable taking his shots in the half court is looking for his shots has that same, you know, aggression that we love to see from Terrence and he seems ready for the next step. It's only a couple of preseason games and he didn't shoot well to start that first preseason game before closing really well. But those are my big impressions aside from, you know, the, the second half of the rotation, which we'll talk about in a second, but Bledsoe looks good. You know, I still have concerns about Bledsoe when he's around another ball dominant shot creator, like Paul George, especially just seeing him hover, but you can't have the ball all the time, you know, otherwise you would get probably exhausted. Uh, but Bledsoe looked real out there. I mean, he looks like he's ready to hit the paint, had some nice passes to zoo, had just collapsed the defense really well. That was kind of what I felt initially. Jag, 
how, how are your vibes on not just Bledsoe, but Terrence Mann and the, and that eight-man rotation we saw in that first half? Well, uh, you know, getting back to the Terrence Mann Bledsoe, I, I, you know, I agree with both of you that they both stood out. I mean, Bledsoe's ability to get to the rack, especially to set up Zoo, uh, is beautiful. Uh, having someone that can go downhill and uh, create his own shot, I think it is really going to, you know, play big dividends for this team going forward. You know, a a lot of people, a lot of fans want Terrence Mann to start, right? And we're kind of caught off guard when Ty Lue came out and said, you know, day one that Bledsoe is going to start. Well, you know, to what Justin was talking about, like he can lead the second unit and he can find these mismatches and, and grow within that. Uh, instead of just been, being thrown into to, to the starting role. And I, I really think that that's really going to help his development. And it doesn't mean he's not going to finish games. I mean, we know, we, we know Lou loves playing a game, a game of chess. So I think that's one, one thing about, you know, this Bledsoe man picture we really have to look at is that second unit and what, what, uh, what Terrence is going to do with that. Um, aside from that, I, I really like this team in transition when they're able to yeah. push the ball and, and get that, get, 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 get good, good, good looks, um, good things happen. Um, and when the ball is moving, they're getting good shots. Uh, it's just when they're, when they're stagnant or they're just settling, which we, we've seen in years past, doesn't, doesn't necessarily work the best, but, um, you know, it, we know that they want to play at a faster pace and, you know, uh, PG was a little, little rusty to start and then, and then he caught fire at the end there. So it was, it was good to see. Yeah. And Ty was talking about the changes in dynamic guys like justice Winslow and, Te- and uh, not Terrence, but Terrence did last year, Justice Winslow and Eric Bledsoe would bring to this team going downhill. And we've seen it quite a bit from Bledsoe. Winslow uh, had some mixed results in that first game, but you could see kind of what he was meaning there. He doesn't have quite the burst to the paint that Bledsoe has, but uh, you can see it definitely with Bledsoe out there. And you can see the idea of it with Winslow who missed today's game with uh, yep. feeling a bit ill. So, I'm excited to see what Winslow can bring, hopefully, in these next couple of games, as long as he's feeling up to it. And uh, I'm excited for this team. Now, Jag, before we started the pod, you were off air, kind of talking about a little bit of concern for a one Luke Kennard, who has a lot to prove this season. Um, of course, he has not been shooting well, four for 12 today. I think he was something like three for 10 last game, um, only hit one three in this whole time that he's been playing these two games. Uh, I tend to not be too worried about him, but what's your concern with Luke? His confidence. Mm. Uh, I, I just, I, I feel like he, he isn't taking that step in uh, having the confidence to pull the trigger when he needs to. And, and the ball, the ball is not, not going through the hoop. And uh, it is concerning. It, it is, uh, you know, concerning to me to to play a pun on canard um you know and we we need luke canard to you know play a decent role on this team especially in the second unit especially to help space the floor and if we're seeing him put up stat lines like he has in these first two preseason games given i know they're only preseason games it's cause for concern yeah, Justin, how are you feeling about Luke Kennard out there? Um, to be quite honest with you, 
Uh, not that concerned at all. Um, just just for the simple fact that I think, um, you know, one, it is the preseason. And um, by all accounts, he's had a great training, training camp thus far. And I also think that, like, the preseason is is for in a lot of ways, not summer league, but it's kind of close in that you see guys in like roles that they just won't be um, tasked with in like the regular season. So he's going to be in lineups that have a lot more competency and it'll simplify a lot. So he's in lineups right now where like they are literally funneling him the ball and like begging him to score right and so that's not what we're gonna ask him to do in like the typical setting so um i i don't i don't see any cause for concern yet i mean i do agree with you guys that um he's someone that's going to be vital to what we are trying to do this year but not nah, not off but off of two preseason games um i'm going to like i'm going to reserve and i'm going to wait um i just feel like he's playing in a lot of different wonky lineups he's playing next to people that probably he won't play with for most of this year and um and i think i trust tyloo to put him in the best positions to succeed and i think he's a fantastic shooter um he's a really good player and i i still think we were we are we are set for a good year for him coming ahead. Yeah, I tend to lean towards that. I understand Jack's concern. Three for 10 last game, uh, four for 12 today, one for nine from three. It's the confidence. That's that's what bothers me. But, but the is, thing, but the we, thing that we need, we need him to be more confident. And I, I agree with, with Justin uh, in the sense that he's go- going to be in, in lineups that, uh, you know, do, do play to his strengths more. So I totally get that, but he needs to play with more confidence. And I think that that's something that Ty Lue's called out, called him out on in the past. But the thing I like about Luke this time is I think that I don't think he would take, you know, 12 shots last game. I don't know if he would take uh, the shots that he took today. He only played the first half and he got him up, you know, and he finally hit a shot or two uh, in his last few minutes out there. And to me, it's not so much, he, damn, he's been missing shots. He looks like he's not, you know, the guy that we thought he was. Luke Kennard's going to hit shots. He, we have enough of a sample size to know that that dude is a dead eye. Um, he's taken a few shots, granted, a few shots that maybe he shouldn't have taken, and he's gotten blocked a few times, which he didn't really get blocked too many times because he would just pump fake and pass out of those shots. Those shots are almost slightly encouraging to me because at least he's, like, really looking for his shot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm encourage or discourage i might even slightly lean towards being a little encouraged that he's been quick trigger on these shots i I want him to take shots because i know he's gonna make them he's made them from all over the all over the floor uh the floor in his career so i think as long as luke is taking shots they're gonna go in eventually he's had a couple of off nights uh and to me it's not really what the defense was doing to him i think he's just missed a few shots and i think he's had enough of a sample size that I have some confidence in him, and I totally get concerned that he's not making shots, and that's what he's out there for. He was targeted a few times on defense, and uh, and get, and gave way to some, you know, some uh, diving big men because of the fact that he couldn't quite hit his footing. That's okay. We know Luke is not a a stop uh, <laughs> a stopper on that side, <laughs> but uh, I'm okay with him. You know, to me, to for me with Luke, 
I care more if he goes one for three and his passing shots up or one for four than if he goes four for 12, because I know he's right. getting the shots off. So I get the concern, but I think shooter shooters, luckily for him, going to shoot. And I think well, he's going to make them eventually. Well, to your point, um, if he's someone that's taking like 12 shots and 11 shots in the role that he's playing now, um, it, it, it's, plausible to suggest that like okay this is the mindset that he's in and so when he's next to paul george and when he's next to reggie jackson and when he's playing within the regulars he won't be passing up shots if this is the type of aggressive luke Kennard that we're seeing you know what i mean so if he's taking this kind of this many shots now hopefully that's a sign that whether he's playing 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whether he gets a lot of looks or not a lot of looks, the point is for him not to pass up shots. So on that level, it's been almost encouraging to your point. In that first half rotation, 12 shots, the most of any player on the floor. So I kind of like it, honestly. And I I know he missed some and uh, there were some that were just tapped on him and you know, he would make those normally. I was kind of encouraged that he took the shots. I think the shots will fall if he keeps missing them through the preseason, through the start of the regular season. That concern is very merited. And uh, I might be concerned that he'll he's on a little bit of a dry streak, but I know this guy can flat out put the ball in the hoop. So I get the concern, but I would not be too worried about him. Let's take a quick break and talk more about this game and the last one and the regulars after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we talked a little bit about the fringe guys, of course, we're back. About the guys at the end of uh, those starting those uh, regular season rotation. 
anything really to say about guys like Paul George, Ivica Zubat, Reggie Jackson, even Nico Batum, who made a brief cameo today, 16 minutes, first game back. To me, I mean, those guys, Jag, we know who they are. We know what we're going to get for them. Zoo has looked healthy, which has been very encouraging these last few games. I'm not too worried about the MCL that he sprained. Um, and I really don't have much to say about them. Jag, do you feel like those guys are worth even talking about? <laughs> no, I, I think we, 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 we covered uh, most of the basis on this, guys. I mean, uh, Batoon looked good, hit a nice corner three. Um, you know, the ball movement was there. Uh, big government, you know, hit a, hit a nice three out there and uh, had, a, had a great little drive to. Ooh, that finger roll. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, no, no concerns. Um, and it, it was great seeing PG be aggressive, you know, even when those shots weren't falling in the beginning yeah. of the game. He, he was, as, it's just as alluded to in the past, like, it's so vital for PG to get inside the paint and it's vital for this team to get inside the paint, to try to get into that penalty situation and, uh, and make things happen. And, uh, you know, nothing uh, but positives from that first unit. Yeah. Justin, much to add for these guys. I don't think really there's, there's too much to say. (laughs) Not, not really. Um, But like, like I said, in the previous segment, um, it was pretty, good to see paul george out there and shooting a ton of threes yeah Um, yeah. that's something that's something that we're gonna want obviously moving forward and i just thought it was kind of interesting that if you looked at like the starting unit has eric bledsoe the second unit has like um terrence Mann, um and it represents in in maybe a small way a minor shift for what from what the Clippers um were were last year like last year we had so many guys that were great shooters but um we didn't really have anybody other than like Kawhi to like really put consistent pressure on the rim and consistently getting deep paint touches and so it's almost like the Clippers said okay we can we have so many shooters that we can trade some of them for some guys who can like get downhill, like yeah. hopefully Justice, maybe an, an Eric Bledsoe, and we'll still have enough shooting to surround that. And so um through these first couple of preseason games and the regulars, they look cool, they look good. They're you know what you're gonna get out of them. But I'm just really kind of intrigued by like the philosophy of like getting downhill paint and spray and actually having Eric Bledsoe and Terrence Mann in both the first and second units being able to do that. So that's kind of like my takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. I was encouraged also. I mean, we've been asking Paul George and Justin, you've led the rally as far as shooting more threes and he got some up tonight. And uh, if we're going to have Eric Bledsoe and him both out there at the same time, you know, my concern has always been, I don't want to see Paul George, you know, you know, I want to see Paul George stop up, you know, ball handling, but then what is Eric Bledsoe going to do during that time? Is he just going to hang around the perimeter? Is Zoo going to clog up the paint for Bledsoe? Bledsoe has already shown good rapport with Ivica Zubat, so that's been really nice to see. So that's been um, that's been kind of relaxed a little bit as far as my concerns about the two. Bledsoe, you know, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, I don't want to say he's he's useless on offense, but, you know, <laughs> he's. I'm going to see him out there and I'm going to be a little frustrated because because defense he, is he, but he defends 
he does defends. defend, so he, he gives it back. Well, he's one of the best defenders, uh, one of the best guard defenders in, in in the league. I agree. So I need to relax, and just because I yeah. see him standing out on the perimeter and getting sagged off and not helping with spacing at times when the ball isn't in his hands, gotta appreciate that when the ball is in his hands, he takes valuable, you know, um, usage off of Paul George and keeps him, you know, keeps him fresh, keeps him spry. And does a lot of good things out there. And so far, it's really been hard to complain about Bledsoe outside of the ball, sometimes not being in his hands and him just hanging around. Maybe he can learn to cut a little bit more and yeah. uh, get, get to the basket a little bit more. That would be nice to see. Um, but then, you know, might cause some more spacing issues. I get it, but he shouldn't just hover and just stand and do nothing because people want him to shoot that three-pointer because he's not a great three-point shooter. That's my only complaint. Other than that, he's been great getting to the paint. He's been exactly what we kind of hoped he would be. And let's hope that he can keep it up because I've been very encouraged by him. Now let's move a little bit down the rotation and we can include some of our thoughts on that Denver game, which was exciting. Uh, of course, Terrence Mann was great down the stretch in that game, but a lot of this is auditions for the end of the roster. So we can start with this very, very interesting. We're going to talk about Brandon Boston a lot. Uh, we're going to save that for maybe our last segment. Let's talk about the Giles versus Hardenstein out there. I thought Hardenstein, you know, to his credit, played with the regulars in that first half. And I thought that kind of said something. Harry Giles, who had a really nice rebounding game last game, um, was bumped to that kind of third string, second half audition type of lineup where Hardenstein did really well showing his passing ability, some great bounce passes. I feel like the difference between Hardenstein and Giles, both guys who are talented passers on the elbow, when Hardenstein gets the ball in the elbow, he's looking immediately to pass. Where I feel like Giles kind of scopes everything, like he probably has since he was young and a hugely touted prospect out of high school and kind of sees, well, can I score here? Can I pass here? A very capable passer. Hardenstein on the elbow is looking to pass. All he's looking are passing lanes, trying to find people. And today, you know, uh, to his credit, he made some really nice passes out there. And uh, I, I'm thinking he's taking the lead here. Am I, am I making too much of this, him being a first half player and got and Giles being a second half player, Justin? I know we were both kind of leaning Giles because of our experience watching him a bit. But uh, where are you leaning now, Justin? Well, so uh, this is kind of hard just because, you know, obviously we're not there every day. Right, right. Right. Like, so we have to trust, we have to trust Ty. We have to trust the coaching staff. And, um, you know, the fact that Isaiah did get that first half nod um, with, with the regulars definitely says something like that. That's not, that's not nothing. You know what I mean? And so, and to his credit, um, Isaiah, he made some fantastic passes and, you know, his, his passing definitely jumps off the page. That's like his signature. Um, that's his signature thing. And he's been able, he's been a, a good hub for like offense to run through in yeah. his short time in the league. That's kind of, that's kind of what he's been good at. And that's shown itself the first couple of preseason games. And as far as third centers go, that's, um, that's, that's, that's pretty great. Um, I thought Giles, Giles had um, some fine moments, but it's very hard to like play basketball when you're surrounded by like rookies and G League <laughs> right, right. level players. That's and a good point. And it's also easier to play basketball when you're playing next to Nicholas Batum and like Paul George and like Terrence Mann, you know what I mean? But with that being said, um, Isaiah did the most with his minutes and um, he definitely looks to be in the leading in the leading front seat for that uh, 
third center position. And I can't complain. He's, he's, he's doing, he's doing what he's supposed to do with those minutes. And um, as a passer, he's someone that, that looks like he could find a role with this team at some point. Yeah. You felt it last game when Giles was, was with a little bit lesser of talent, but you really felt it today when he was getting the ball in the elbow and trying to set up the offense. And the only guy who really wanted any part of the ball was, uh, was Boston. Right. And uh, I was like, Oh, where are we going with these possessions? Keon essentially was just dribbling for the sake of it and passing it up to Harry Giles, like for maybe three or four possessions in a row. And then people were just running around. And uh, I felt like it was, it was really tough for him to show his chops on the elbow and uh, his passing ability and everything. Cause I, it felt like there was some onus on him to do something with a bunch of guys who were essentially the summer league roster and uh, against a, a regular season rotation on the Kings side. So it was a, it was kind of tough spot for him. I feel like he's also had his flashes. Harnstein has just looked a little steadier because like you said, he's been surrounded with players. Jag, are, are you leading one way or the other heavily or lightly or how you feeling? I'm feeling Hardenstein right now. Yeah. Um, coming into camp, I, I was, I was hoping for Giles just because of you know, uh, of the upside factor and him still only being 23. Um, but um, you know, Hardenstein, Hardenstein, you know, getting that nod with with, with the, a lot of the starters shows a lot. So you saw Serge on the sideline, basically coaching him up. Yeah. Um, yeah it just feels like it's his job to lose at this point. And that's just coming from me, but that's my, that's uh, my vibe too, a little, but I feel like, yeah. I feel like we, like Justin mentioned, we don't know it necessarily, but I thought that this was a big, a big thing. Maybe Giles. And I hope he will. I hope Giles will get an opportunity next game to be with a little bit more of the regulars to see how he bounces off of them. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely feels like, you know, a nod like this, maybe Harnstein earned that nod. So yeah, go ahead, Jack. Yeah, no, I I definitely feel like uh, he has the upper hand in this. And again, I I wanted Giles, um, you know, I wanted both of these guys for the third center, and then they landed in our lap. And uh, it just feels with the way Hardenstein passes, and he 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 blends in really well with these guys right now. He looks like he's. He's been playing with them for years. Does that make sense? And I know, yeah. again, Giles, comfortable. Again, he's comfortable. Um, he, he's playing within himself and within the system. Um, and, you know, ho- hopefully Giles is able to see those minutes, you know, with some of the first unit guys so we can really get a good evaluation. Because like Justin was saying, it, it is really hard to see uh, when he's playing with a lot of these guys that are, aren't going to make the team. Yeah. Uh, any shout outs to the rest of the edges of the roster? We mentioned Justice Winslow. He had a nice uh, kind of stat line four, seven and four uh, last game Had some nice passes, nice big body. You forget how, how effective of a rebounder he can be, but he had seven boards in 25 minutes last game. That was pretty cool. Uh, shout out to George King who had a nice uh, little flurry in that game. Guy. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was nice to see. And uh, yeah. And then shout out to Moses Wright for that killer dunk. You know, th- those were some uh, fun things. I don't know if uh, either of those guys are really are going to be meant for the Clippers, but they had their highlights. So I like that out there. Um, anything to say about the rest of that end of the roster, anybody that you're hoping maybe gets a look from the team, um, from the, from these edges, you know, we know Jay scrub will be a two-way guy. I think he still has a little bit of ways to go. We kind of have an idea of what, what kind of a score first guy he is. 
But uh, yeah, Justin, do you have uh, any thoughts on this on the edges here? No, um, I I guess my my thought was one that dunk from Moses right was incredible. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that got me out of my seat. Um, bowl, bowl, and, all seven and four inches of bowl, bowl or whatever. <laughs> and and I I was I would also like um, we got a, our first look at Keon Johnson today. Yes, yes, yes. And um, yeah, and yeah. like he's he's. He, he's he's a little he's a little ways away on the offensive side of the ball yeah um and like and and watching him makes me kind of happy that uh we have like a full g league season this year and then we it'll be interesting (laughs) to track his development i don't mean that as a bad yeah 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 of course he's a project I'm I'm sure he he won't be the only young guy on our team that spends some time in Ontario. But um, yeah, it was just nice to see him on the floor and like that Moses dunk against the Nuggets was like was was great. That was a highlight. Yeah, Jack, how how are you feeling about the the end of this roster, preseason roster? I I I was to see Keon out there. You know, Um, I I think especially seeing Bones in that game against Denver. Uh, don't, uh, don't get you, me started on bones. You you start wondering and second guessing, and and but then you realize you have Brandon Boston. Um, but um, <laughs> anyways, Keon is the guy that I I really want to see something out of. Um, he is a ways away on the offensive end. Uh, his shot doesn't seem to really be there. Um, but hopefully, you know, hopefully during the preseason we we see some more and. Uh, I would assume he'll he'll get some rundown and uh, at, 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 in Ontario. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I didn't even mention Keon much. I, I like Keon in the summer league. You know, I know his shot wasn't on. He was over five today. Uh, he was getting over a little bit of a sickness too. Um, but yeah, he definitely has some work to be done offensively. I, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not like done with Keon Johnson or whatever. He he has a piece of project. I think he has. Um, he has a great motor and he has some incredible athleticism. And if the team can work on him to polish out his offense, he could end up being worth every bit of that pick the 21st, I believe he was in the draft. So I am going to be tantalized by guys like, you know, seeing bones out there and a guy like Sharif Cooper had a great highlight today uh, to call in on that alley-oop. Like those are some nice players out there, some nice flashy point guards, but I'm going to give him some time. And I realize that this season is going to be completely developmental for him. Uh, he's quite not quite ready as a guy, even like Brandon Boston Jr. Cause that guy can flat out score. And Keon is essentially an intangibles guy that doesn't quite have it offensively. They ran him a little bit as a point guard today, but he barely ran any pick and roll. Um, it was kind of just bring it up the floor and pass it off. He ran some picks, but not really much. Um, had a nice couple of hustle plays at that nice behind the back pass. So there's some flashes there and he's an athlete that can jump out of the building. So I don't mind these guys who are these NBA bodies who have a, a bunch of untapped potential who you can see they bring some of those intangibles. So I, I'm going to give him a chance mostly because this team is stacked. And uh, luckily we don't have a guy that we need right now. And we have a guy we could work on. So uh, I'm still looking forward to his development and let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. We're going to take a break. We might not have talked too much about Brandon Boston Jr. But so we're saving him for our player preview and we're going to intertwine some of his summer league stuff because we're going to need it after looking at his college stats after this.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and we're back. So we purposely left Brandon Boston Jr. for this <laughs> episode with Justin because I know Justin loves Brandon Boston. So do I. So does Jag. Actually, we're all pretty. We're all pretty high on Brandon. We're we're all part of the the Tea Party. The oh, we're all, tea party. we're all here on the Boston a uh, Boston uh, Tea Party, Boston Three Party, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we all have uh, real estate on Boston Island. And we're all pushing the agenda. Brandon Boston Jr., of course, you guys are familiar with him by now. Did not have a very good season in Kentucky. Um, Played 25 games, only shot about 35% from the field, um, 30% from three. We talked about his 40% finishing around the rim. Not a memorable season for Kentucky, a kind of a throwaway Kentucky season in general. After being very highly touted at a Sierra Canyon, on that team with uh, with Zaire and uh, Bronny Jr. and and uh, all that real that real really highly profiled squad that had uh, Wade's kid, LeBron's kid, but Brandon Boston was essentially the best player on that team and was a projected top ten pick before that disastrous college season really torpedoed his stock. You know, just twenty five games, so it's kind of a small sample size in itself. And as we've seen in a short sample ourselves brandon boston is kind of a baller he's calls himself a flat-out bucket not sure of confidence at 20 points today led the team in scoring led the team in field goals was not shy shooting the ball at 10 points last game including a nice defensive stop they even put him on uh darren fox in this game since the kings were running their starters out there to not great results but you know he has a lot to fill out as far as his body and he gets pushed around a little bit 
but he has a bag for sure. He's a killer step back that he loves to go to. He has no, he has no uh, shyness as far as taking his threes. He seems like a pretty reliable shooter. I don't, we have to get a better sample size, especially considering he shot 30% from three last year, but he's been shooting with confidence for sure and hitting his threes pretty consistently. I'm going to say going back to summer league, you know, he's been shooting probably at least 40% from three, including very well from the corners. And I had a couple of threes today too. So needless to say, I'm excited for Brandon Boston Jr. I did not know what his role would be on this team this year, but it's getting harder and harder to think that maybe he could carve out a role by the end of the year. And that's not something I was going to say at all when he got drafted. Justin, tell me about Boston Island. Um, This is... Yeah, he's so, he's someone that um, you know, there was a reason why he was a top 3 pick going into uh last year's college season. Um it was the, it was a disaster season. Um there's no way around it. He was he had one of the worst freshman seasons of all time when you factor in um the amount of minutes he was playing, playing in a power conference. He, he was awful all around. And um it was really disappointing. Um he dealt he dealt with injury, um, and obviously he had some personal tragedy while yeah. he was getting ready for the draft. And and so um it's kind of it was it's kind of nice to see what he's done in summer league and what he's done in training camp and now what he's done in the preseason. Um he's he very clearly he's very clearly carving out a um, reputation amongst the Clippers as being someone who can score. And that's been the um MO. I know Brian Seaman talked about um how great he has been in camp as far as like scoring the ball. And um, yeah, that's something that uh, is seems like a transferable skill. That's something he did very well. I mean, he did. He was one of the best players in the country just in like early 2020. So um, yeah, he's a three level scorer. Um, he can he can get a shot off off the dribble. Um, he can handle the ball um, as much as I love Brandon Boston. I still think there he's got a bit of a ways to go as far as like actually cracking a rotation just because he's so bad on the, the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, but that part of that is just he's 19 and he has like a 19 year old body that he needs to fill in with. Um, but with that being said, um, the talent is apparent, right? And like he has talent that makes you makes you say, okay, I think we have something here. Let's work on this. Let's nourish this. This can be something that's way better than like the 51st pick. And if you drafted Brandon Boston at the 51st pick and through like two preseason games games what you've gotten back is somebody that has the potential to supersede that in a material way and so far I, you can't ask for better um he's he hasn't blown me away just because I felt like this is somebody that actually was he's really good to me but um he is he's definitely somebody that by the end of the year who knows who knows you know but you were talking earlier about um that end of the bench the fringe rotation um Lucas said something like during the season last year that like, if you're like the 11th or 12th man, that kind of matters because like over the course of 82 games, you're going to get a shot or two. And he's looking like somebody that should night 30 come around and we're resting guys or somebody's hurt. He may be the guy that gets an opportunity in that moment. So um, that's something that I don't know if we would have said right when he was drafted with the 
51st pick. So, so far, it's a huge win, but like we got a long ways to go. Yeah, Jag, what are your takes on Brandon Boston? I mean, I, I, I love his confidence. Uh, he's not shy at all. Um, either, you know, he is, um, he is rough around the edges at, at times. Um, he does try to do too much, but, um, I mean, he, he, he has an offensive skill set that, you know, a lot of guys don't have. And, um, you know, they were talking too on the telecast about his work ethic and the kid is going to the gym at, at six o'clock in the morning and putting in the time and the effort. Um, again, is this going to pay off this season? Probably not. Uh, but he's someone to really get excited about and, and, and be one of those fringe guys, 11th, 12th men, you know, and, and, and who knows, you know, when we're, when we're resting guys, uh, if he's not going to get any run. I mean, he started the first preseason game. I mean, that has to show something. Um, you know, again, we're a long ways away. He's 19 years old. He has to fill out that frame. His defense needs work, like Justin was saying. Um, but, uh, you know, the, this guy should have probably been uh, a lottery pick. At least yeah. a first-rounder. Yeah, just the first feather. Yeah, we we kind of mentioned what I talked about this to you in, in text, I think, before Justin. What what's a floor and what's a reasonable ceiling for Boston? You think? Ooh. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have a terrible answer for this. <laughs> oh, it's I, okay. I, I'm not gonna break this back. Because on I, you. <laughs> genuinely, I genuinely no no because I genuinely don't know. Like that's that's right. because I don't have an answer. Um, you know, he could like. The, the the range of outcomes is as wide as his turbulent college season was right like he's somebody who was right right before the season started he was a top three top five pick but he ended up being the 51st pick so that suggests that like the range of outcomes could be like just like you know, maybe he ends up being an all-star and people just completely overrated like five months out of out of his like basketball development. You know what I mean? Because development isn't linear and he may have just had a bad situation. They were dealing with COVID and he had a bad wrist and like maybe that's the case or maybe he really is just a 51st pick. Or maybe he's just Wesley Johnson who could just like make threes from the oh, corners. No. Something like that. You know what I mean? Um, if, if he turned out to be like Wesley Johnson, that wouldn't oh, be the best. I don't, like, I don't. Who knows? Like, I honestly, his... his hey, well, well, Wes is the coach. Wes, he's, he's isn't he on the staff now? Yeah, 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 he's yeah, on the yeah, staff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Wes. Yeah, shout out Wes. But, he was uh, working with know, Brandon, he, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's not let's not link these two together. <laughs> let's keep let's keep the vibes, right? Um, but like he, he there's a there's a ton of things that could go his way. But if I had to, I won't I won't say like his floor or his ceiling. I'll just say that like 19 year olds who can score from three levels and put the ball on the floor like Brandon Boston can, it bodes well because at 19, if he can do this. Um, what does he look like at 20? What does he look like at 21? And so I genuinely think that um, if the Clippers player development um, 
comes along and like what Jag mentioned about his work ethic, which is which is truly great. Um, those two things suggest that the Clippers may have a steal. And um, it's hard. It's hard to like just jump out the jump off the porch because he was such a low bottom 10 pick. But it certainly feels that way. And the pedigree is there. The talent is there. And when you combine that with the fact that he's just 19 years old, um, I think the ceiling is high. He definitely, he definitely is can be a rotation player sooner rather than later. Yeah. Jag, do you have anything spicy when it comes to Brendan Boston's future? I mean, I, I feel like he's a smaller Brandon Ingram. I, I can mean, I, I can see I can see that all these people like talk about the Ingram comparisons. I see them honestly. Like I can see a lot like, of why like, people see it. Uh, you know, he 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 just has that knack. He actually, you know, not to take anything away from Ingram, and I know Boston again. He's a fifty-first pick, and he's coming off of an awful college season. But the confidence level of this guy, like. You know, I feel like he 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 plays with a confidence level that you can't teach, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you you can't teach that. You know, either you have that or you don't. And you know, to what to piggyback to what Justin was saying is like it, it's only going to build with with the positive work ethic, with the confidence. You know, he he's going to build it. He's going to get stronger. He's going to become better defensively because he is surrounded by, you know, three amazing defenders in Kawhi, uh, PG and and blood. Um, It's, it's going to come. It's going to take time, but I do feel like this is a guy that, that listen, when that new arena opens, I firmly believe that Brandon Boston jr. Has an opportunity to be in the starting lineup. I could, I could, I don't, I can kind of see it, but I don't want to jump anything too much at him. Needless not, to say, I'm not jumping. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's you know, it's like, it's it's possible. What's your chap? Sure. What's your hot take about Brendan so far? Like, when you combine summer league, a training camp, and now preseason, come on, what you got? <laughs> you know, it's it's hard because Boston. You know, he he's essentially a small forward uh, in the league. And, you know, we have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So it's, it's hard for me to be like, Oh, you know, Brandon Boston is going to be a star next year or whatever, because we have two of the best players that play his relative position on the team already, as far as these usage guys that can, uh, that can sop up some dribbling and, and set up some, do some table setting on the perimeter. I, I think, I think Brandon Boston Oh gosh, I don't, I don't want to give anything too hot takey. I think Brandon Boston will be in the rotation next year. And I think he's going to be a, that doesn't seem like a hot take. I mean, it's not very hot. I don't think, I think he's going to be an injury fill this year, but saying a second rounder, a 51st picker is going to be in the rotation, even a year after he gets drafted to me is really nice. And, uh, and I think that's, oh, <laughs> I think that's a huge you, luxury. You, you, you put him in the main tra- trajectory, kind of too. Yeah, that man kind of saw a couple minutes here. And sure, there right, right. Season. And then that second season, he, we saw that growth, and now we see that confidence that that is just you know oozing out of Terrence now, and uh, is a player that could could be destined for a breakout. So y- you could see him in in that kind of trajectory 
trajectory that Terrence is going down. I think I think my spiciest take that I could possibly give is say that I think that um, I think Boston will have multiple 20 plus point games this season and uh, and probably win a game for the Clippers. But it's going to come with injury, obviously. And uh, I think that when he's called on for the, that injury, um, I think that he'll have a couple of really nice games. And uh, we'll flash him of that potential. Outside of that, it's really hard for me to say much more because he's just on a stacked team that has strength at his position. I wouldn't say too much strength because Kawhi is hurt this year. But uh, we have Marcus Morris. We have Nick Batum. We have Paul George. We have a lot of guys who uh, fill that role. But I think that when one or two of those guys are taking a day off, we'll have a few nice Brandon Boston games this season. So that's probably the hottest I can get. Justin, do you have anything hotter than that? Um, <laughs> not, no, <laughs> um, like you just, to, but like what you mentioned, like other than like we, a lot of the guys we have been drafting don't even make it to like the second season. Right. Um, In the like, end of the first like, round, you know? <laughs> right. Like by year two, we're like, okay, we got to wash our hands of like Cabin and like goodbye old Turu. And like, if you go back even further to like CJ Wilcox and like Brandon Dawson. Uh-oh. So like, so like the fact that you're saying that you think he'll be in our rotation by year two as a 51st pick is a pretty steaming hot take. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Put, for, for perspective, Jay Scrub was like a bottom 10 pick and like, it's looking He's like not close, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, so like that is a very hot take. Um, no, nah, I, I guess the hottest take I can say is that I wouldn't be surprised if he found his way into the rotation at some point, maybe for like a five game stretch or something like that. Not like a staple in our rotation, but like a five or 10 game stretch where we're seeing him play for like 10, 15 minutes a night this year. And the glimpses will be there. If Paul Paul George misses, go ahead, Jack. Sorry. Well, well, no, you're you're right. If Paul George does miss time, I I would see Boston in there. Um, But with that schedule being murder's row in January, that might be an opportunity for him to step in. I think Boston will seize an opportunity sometime this season. I don't think it's going to mean rotation minutes, even when the team is healthy, but I think people will say, we'll see some of his minutes and be, and be impressed. You know, maybe it's not terribly different than, you know, say THT when he had some of his flashes with injury, you know, or, or one of these other second round guys that had flashes, but aren't quite. (laughs) I like THT. I'm not going to lie. I know he got a contract and everything, but yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, he, he's a nice player. That when when you got a big body like that, you can get to the rim whenever you want. I got to give kudos wingspan, to him. Wingspan, man, huge His wingspan, wingspan strong is like guy, ridiculous. And like you can't you can't stop him from getting to the rim. And that wingspan helps in a lot of ways because like he just he's a great finisher around the rim in part because of it. This is not a THC pot, but I'm no, a he, he's a he's essentially you know Boston is a is a second rounder with a ton of upside and a ton of confidence, and that's right. the only reason I bring up a guy like THT. And he's a nice fill in guy for when there's injuries. I I can't see him being a steady rotation guy, um, but I think he will show that uh, he has absolutely been. Uh, he fell way too far in the draft and he'll show that first round potential, even maybe that lottery potential a little bit a few times over this season. 
I don't think it's going to be enough to get him in the rotation, but I think next year he could crack the rotation. And considering this Clipper team feels like they'll bring a ton of their rotation back next year, plus a guy named Kawhi Leonard, that's a huge thing for a guy like Brandon Boston. And if he so shows those flashes, has another good summer league, another good preseason, and more good training cap next year, I think it's going to be hard to keep him off off of the rotation entirely. So I think that he's going to be able to crack it maybe next year. And to me, that's even a little hot. So uh, maybe I'm being very calm about Brandon Boston, but I'm absolutely on this island with all two, with both of you gents. And we're going to be here. We're going to be here for can a while. Can I, can I get my Boston jersey? Would I, is that is that jumping the gun, guys? Yeah, that's a nice jersey, man. If I saw a Clipper fan in the streets with a Brandon Boston jersey, he had definitely is getting like uh, like a dab. <laughs> yeah, definitely like it. I'm not giving him a high five in COVID era, but he's definitely getting some love from me. I'm making a comment, and uh, we're gonna chat about the Clippers for a good ten minutes, probably. <laughs> I, you right, should do right. it, Jag. I well, I was I was serious. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. Justin, are you getting a buy to Boston jersey? I think I am, man. Like, the, <laughs> well, you guys kind of convinced me to look into it. Definitely, man. I look. That's that's gonna be a that's uh, gonna be a treasure piece to like hold on to because we got one, fellas. We got one for sure, and I think that'll do it for this episode of the Law of the Gem, the podcast. Any closing thoughts, you guys, Justin, Mike? No, no, we we're, we're part of the tea party. Yeah, part of the Boston Tea Party. Justin, you good? I'm good. I'm good, man. Um, it was fun to talk about like Brandon Boston. Um, it was fun to see the guys out in action, see the regulars get a little bit of minutes. Um, and I hope to run into you guys at a Clipper game relatively soon. Oh, we will for sure. We will. Oh, I still got, I still got that crown Royale, Justin. We'll have it during one of these post games. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so, there. <laughs> yeah. We're for sure. We're for sure doing that. Jag, you're of course invited, sir. Well, well, I know you got the kids at home, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll find a way. Find a way. <laughs> we, got, we got a preseason game against those familiar Mavericks this time with a lot less stress. So we'll say hi to them on Friday. We'll do it another pod on Sunday. Uh, we'll be doing at least bi-weekly pods through the regular season and uh, a lot of the preseason. And we have some nice, uh, nice uh, surprises for you also before the regular season starts. And I'll leave for that. And of course, thank you for listening. Leave a nice five-star review on iTunes or whatever you listen to us on. Really helps. Some nice words too. Um, and as always, go Clippers! winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.